Hi there, you're listening to Cat Talk, a podcast series brought to you from Stockholm by Kunskapskolen Education, reflecting and connecting educators of more than 100 schools that use the Kunskapskolen Education program across Sweden, the UK, the Netherlands, India, USA, and the Middle East, empowering students to master the challenges of today and shape the world of tomorrow. Glad you're listening. A little over 20 years ago, in Sweden, a new vision on education emerged. With the ambition to create and operate outstanding schools, where students, through personalized learning and clear goals, would be able to stretch their boundaries and learn more than they thought possible. Fast forwarding to today, Kunskapskolen in Sweden is an established educational institution within schools all over the globe. This podcast is part of a sequel. In the previous episode, we heard Cecilia Karnevelt and Torbjörn Bindekans, both founders of Kunskapskolen, share how the vision and principles of Kunskapskolen emerged and resulted in the CAT program, going from a pioneering phase into growth and a consolidating phase, focusing highly on developing and improving the quality of personalized education. Today, in CAT Talk, we talk about the importance of quality with two experts who find themselves building and developing Kunskapskolen around the world assisting school boards, school leaders, and teachers alike to realize the education many would have liked to have but never received. A warm welcome to Christian Wattel, Director of Education at Kunskapskolen, and Kenneth Newman, Director International Operations of Kunskapskolen. A warm welcome to the both of you. Thank you, Thank very, you very much. much. Kenneth, let me first start with a question to you. The recording of this podcast is part of the Kunskapskonen community event in the Netherlands. What does that do with you on both a professional and a personal level, having experienced the bigger part of the Kunskapskonen emergence in Sweden and around the world? Well, I think I, I need to start on the personal level. What, this, uh, what impact this has with me working over... 30, 35 years with in education in public schools in Sweden and met educators from all over the world with the same mission of try to execute and deliver good teaching and learning for the students and the future for our societies and for the world also. And there is lots of challenges ahead of us. I think it's just wonderful and great to, to see that we can have communities worldwide where educators in a professional way try to develop themselves, their organization, uh, their teaching and learning methods, and to just be part of this community event here in Netherlands where we started up six, seven years ago. Uh, and now that we have 350 visitors or, or uh, partners into, with teachers into our event today with the same ambition at us to try to create the best education for everyone is just amazing. And uh, it it's a little bit like the question they also had on the stage that all parents, all students, all societies, in fact, really wants the same for the children in school and what the future will look like for the for the the country they are representing so i think it's it's just a blast to be uh, be part of a journey with uh, with in communities with so skillful professional teachers and leaders and other staff in our schools who are involved in this so it's it's just a fantastic thing and we have operated now for many years in sweden in india saudi arabia 
And now we have a great, a great community here in the Netherlands, and and it is a strong community with very skillful people working with education. So it it also a learning opportunity for me. I learn a lot from what we do in Netherlands also, and that's the whole idea with having communities in a network that we can learn from each other to achieve better and reach the goals we really want to be. It's inspiring, isn't it, Christian? Yes, it's very inspiring. And I could just add on what Kennedy is saying, that you know we are a global organization with a lot of skillful people. So, of course, I mean, I'm, I'm really inspired to be here to, to, to listen to different lectures, but also to talk all, to all the people here in the conference to learn. I mean, there is learning to be had, had in, in any conversation here. We're a team on a school basis, but we're a team on a national and an international basis, aren't we? Yes, we are. Uh, so I think that's important. I mean, we are a global organization uh, and we need to be our best really to make a professional organization where we can learn from all around the globe. If we zoom a bit onto the, the CAT framework and the CAT quality model, you, you could call them the floorboard of conscriptual education. Christian, could you elaborate a bit on how did that development, that didn't happen overnight? No, it didn't happen overnight. I mean, Kunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunstkunst
to live up to our vision, make sure that we have the joint process and be able to support and share and learn. And, and then, go, of course, go back to the framework. I mean, making sure that there is good collaboration on school level, team level, but also, of course, on national and international level. So I think that has been the base for the work of the framework and the quality model. This all is built on a number of very sound principles, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. And they have been developed over time also. And and Christian was uh, and myself was very much part of developing the the, the, the new kid quality system and the program and the areas we have for those. But it, it also needs to be said that it, it had been a journey over 20 years for us. We, we wasn't sure either from the beginning exactly how we can secure kid program and be sure that we have quality in everything we do. Uh, and after a while, of course, we needed some kind of indicators to see that we ex- are delivering things on a high level, not just doing them. We're doing it in a good way also. So it had been a journey over 20 years to develop these tools we're using now. And and for four, five, six years back, we start talking about operational excellence uh, because we realize also that we need to have a strong operational foundation, which CAD framework and the quality model is, together with, of course, also skillful didactical knowledge of our teachers and how to execute good teaching in the classroom. But these things work together. So it needs to be organized and managed in a professional way also uh, to give teacher a chance to, in fact, deliver on a good chance and in a good level in the classroom also. In that for students. If I look at the nine-block quality plan, it all fits together so well. I, th- I think part of that is because we took in both school leaders as well as teachers and specialists to really sit down for, for a long period of time. And like Kenneth said, also the experience we have for 20 years mm-hmm. to really make sure what is really working. And you can always cut the pie in different ways. But I think, you know, we we choose to cut it this way. And then I think in the end, it's all about, you know, creating understanding and, you know, have leadership that really try to live up to these standards. Mm-hmm. Because in the end, you can build any model, but it's all about people. It's all about leadership. Yeah, it's all about, you know, really giving the space to the school leaders to be their best. We need to trust the profession of special need teachers and those type of professions as well as teachers. So I think a quality model is, is never as good as its leadership around it. No. And I think that's what thrives me and Kenneth when we walk around, you know, in different schools around the world to see leaders, school leaders, but, you know, team leaders and teachers leading this work. And it is teamwork, Kenneth. It's teamwork, definitely. And I, I want to add in also what Christian is saying. When we created the CAD framework and the quality model, that was also very much a result of, of how we also met every country's inspectorate or inspections from the governmental level. Mm-hmm. So the ambition from the beginning was also to pick out the nine areas, but they were also... Uh, affected of what we also saw that the governmental inspections of schools wanted to see in school because in the end we have an assignment from the government as a school uh, in in the Netherlands or in India to what we should uh, do in school, what ambitions are and what we should work with. And our framework is, is an answer on how we try to deliver the curriculum which are the base of every nation's school idea. Uh, so we have tried to cover 
uh, everything with this quality model. So it's not just an answer on CAD program. It's also an answer on execute on things that we know on governmental level. This is something you want to see in the Netherlands, for example. Or in India. Or Or in India or in Sweden or wherever we are. And what I find so interesting is that you do not only focus on school leaders or teachers, but also on other staff within the school. Yeah, every stakeholder which are part of of what we do in schools as all kind of staff. We have parents, uh, maybe companies, uh, everyone around and and in some way connected to the school need to have a chance to to understand and grasp the philosophy of CAD program, what we're looking for when it's come to future uh, education and future skills, which are pretty much the bottom line of, of personalized learning. Uh, so the involvement of everyone around what we do with CAD program, with uh, all the stakeholders around, and as I said, parents also, are extremely important. We need to be clear in what we want to do and involve everyone into the the plan we have and the methodology we have to execute on the Yeah, we level. just talked about, you know, leadership and, you know, giving space to people. But I think, like you ask, you know, all people in a school are part of building a culture. Mm-hmm. Supporting students to make the right choices or giving them the opportunity to make a good choice. But in the end any person in a school would be there to, to support the culture of a school. So it's it's both about building relations with students, but of course set a study-focused environment to really make sure that every child that walks in are seen. And, and that cannot only be done by the principal. It cannot only be done by the teachers, by the coaches. It needs to be done by everyone all the time. And therefore, I think you know, that all people working in a school is as important. And normally also, I mean... Uh, here in Netherlands, we have the same in Sweden and the other countries. When students approach to school, there is one entrance. You meet the front desk immediately. So immediately you step into the school, you should be embraced of the culture and the, the having this supporting culture that you as a student, in fact, can turn to anyone in the school for the help you just in the, in the minute need. And everyone needs to have that kind of approach. Uh, and that creates in all, in fact, a great environment and a very friendly environment in our schools where students, teachers, all staff around are together in this. So it's the team, the students are also very much part of the whole team. And, and it the is culture. a safe environment because I hear that with Inconscript School and Education, bullying is, is not a very common thing. I mean, it, it will happen, of course, at our schools as well, but it will be seen. Uh, and it will be handled. People will care. And I think that's what's important because in any, you know, place where, you know, children or adults would, you know, interact, things will happen. But I think, you know, the open environment we have, both when it comes to the way we built our houses, you know, but as well as the way we work, you know, we will see it fast. We will talk to every child, which I think makes us more strong when it comes to be able to solve it and, you know, have a good follow-up. I've heard you talk about collegial learning versus collective learning. Could you elaborate a bit on that, what you mean by that? There are two perspectives in, in this that I think, because it, collegiate learning, I mean, you can always share, you can pick up what you want. I mean, that that's a that's a good sort of say system of, of learning. I mean, you, you, you can learn from other people. But collective learning is about being brave enough to agree on things that you know works, which I think is a, is a strength for CAD. We have always decided that some of the processes we try in schools and we see they work, we try them in more schools. Then in the end, we agree that this is a process that we believe in and we use it. 
uh, and we if we see results, and we have a follow up. And of course, things should always be evaluated and sometimes changed. But I think to be brave enough to have the collective learning when we actually agree on things within a year team, within a school, within the Kunska School and organization in Sweden for me, or in the global scene, that we actually are brave enough to decide that these are things that work and we do them. And we actually then all together evaluate and make a decision. Should we keep it or should we change it? But it's not an option not to do it. And that's what the collective learning is about, to be brave enough to do things together. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. And to some extent, I think the efficiency of schools have not always been so good over the years. I mean, if we look into other areas as healthcare, for example, and and medicine, and uh, if you learn the best method for treat cancer or, or other illnesses, you can be sure that that is spread around the world. They learn from each other as a community and spread are spreading the information about the best way of, of, of treating uh, people with illnesses. And we need to have that kind of secure collective learning also because that is collective learning. And they can believe that this is the right way of doing things. And that is exactly what Christian is talking about. Because if we have learned that these tools works and this way is a good way of doing these things, there are no reason to why you should invent that wheel by yourself when we already have that kind of understanding. And in that way, we can also reach further and we can develop as an organization most quicker and faster if we believe in this. But of course, you need... Of course, as an independent teacher or an independent co-worker in our organization also think that this works for me and uh, I'm into this and I can rely on that other professionals in the organization are fully capable of share good thoughts and idea. And, and collective learning is extremely important to be able to take the next step in the now, development. You have be- both been very active all over the world, all over the globe, with regard to helping establishing Kunskaturna education in, in various countries. Could you elaborate a bit, and, and, and Kenneth, I'll first ask that to you. Could you elaborate a bit on, on the challenges that you that you encountered along that way? Because introducing something new in a country is never an easy thing. It's never an easy thing, but uh, but as we we heard earlier today, also we were talking about what parents and 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 government want for their children and their development and the future. Everyone agree on wherever we are. I have met parents in India, Saudi Arabia, England, uh, Netherlands, Sweden. Wherever I go, parents want the very same thing for the children. And governments also want the very same thing for the children. What kind of skills do schools need to train the students for? So I think the, the ambition of what we want to achieve and what kind of education we need to deliver as we also talked about in the UNESCO report, that personalized education and personalized learning is the way of doing things. I think that is shared with with everyone. No one disagree with that idea. It's the methodology, of course, when we come down to, okay, what does that exactly mean for you as a teacher? How should you act in the classroom or as a teacher? It's the methodology where we can have cultural differences and challenges to, to... implement a new idea of things but we are all driven of the same ambition we educators around the world what we want to achieve so i think if we are very clear in our vision and what our ambition are and they're very very determined in in our approach we can create value and we can overcome this 
challenges, which in fact are there. But, and I also want to say that we are always in a KED organization affected of our context where we where we execute our uh, education. And we, of course, also affect them in our way and our approach. So this is to be in the time also where the country are cultural reasons and other reasons to why we need to be just adjusted into the area where we are. No, I think to us, this is why it's been so important to have our own identity, uh, to be able to set the same language within our organization. So, so for us, the framework and the quality model has been a great help for us to be able to overcome some challenges sometimes because we speak the same language which means that we can find solutions between schools, between countries. Uh, so I think really making sure that, you know, you, you know, being in an organization where you have a strong identity, have a joint language and a professional joint language, give us the opportunity to overcome a challenge in a way that I think some broader organizations might not have. That is something very essential, that you have a common professional knowledge around the world. You've talked about, Kenneth, about that parents basically demand the same everywhere in the world. But this common language, that is very important to have, right? To me, it's also about giving respect to school leaders, to teachers and all other staff in a school to be able also to come back and say, I think this needs to be developed where I think this can be working this way as well. So if we give people a professional language, we also empower them to be able to contribute. Because even if we have a strong model and we have a good confidence in, in Kunskapsskolan, we are not as strong as we could be if we don't let anybody be there to say what we need to develop. And I think that the professional language is, of course, to be able to execute and have a strong development and learning for all children every time. Uh, but at the same time, be able to be the best we can be as an organization. And this resonates with collective learning also, as we discussed before, because this is so important for us as an organization to have a, a common language that we can, so we can in fact share experiences and, and develop together, even if we are operate in different cultures, but with the very same kid program. Now, we are here today at a Kunstrupskolen community event in the Netherlands. Uh, if you would draw, and that's, of course, that's difficult to do, but if you would draw a comparison between Kunstrupskolen in Sweden and Kunstrupskolen in the Netherlands, are there, are there similarities as well? Are there, well, there are differences because uh, Kunstrupskolen operates their own schools in Sweden. This is not the case in, in the Netherlands. I think, Christian, I don't know what you think, but I, I think there are strong similarities with, when it's come to the cultures. Uh, I mean, you're maybe more uh, 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 liberal in things and how you see, and you have more maybe also autonomy as a teacher and a school uh, when you operate here. But basically, I think the 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 various the way we think of teaching and learning and what need to be done to be successful. I think that is strong similarities with uh, with Swedish culture and how managers and teachers are thinking when it comes to to education. And we can see that also in the collaboration we have between uh, the Netherlands and Sweden that that we are in fact talking the same language quite a lot even before we have started working with KED programs. You know, together. we were in, in Kunstschool and when it started more than 20 years ago, so I think, you know, the power that we saw people wanted to make a change to really make mm -hmm. the best personalized learning school there is. I mean, I see that power here as well. 
And honestly, when we started Kungskolan in Sweden, we didn't know half of what we knew know today. Mm-hmm. So seeing you know all the professionals in the Netherlands with all you know the knowledge they have, together with our program to, today, I can see that the power of what is happening in the Netherlands is an even bigger force than we were in Sweden from the start. Mm-hmm. Even if we now all together are a massive force. So so I, I you know I'm, I think we're both very pleased to be here now. I mean we've been here now for 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 many years working with our colleagues in the Netherlands. And the learning for us, you know, bringing back to, for me to Sweden, as well as the other countries in our organization is huge. Yeah. So I think, you know, the potential of the network down here with teachers, school leaders, and all other people within this organization in the Netherlands, you know, it's an amazing power. But on a personal note, uh, whenever I talk to people and then when they know that you are coming over, they feel very much inspired by you as well. I would like to put that across as well. And for that, uh, on behalf of all the Dutch educational professionals, I would like to thank you for all the help you've been put in and all the energy you've put in uh, because it, it change isn't easy. It takes time. But together, there is literally nothing we cannot achieve. And that goes for Kunstkampskonen as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. I thank you very, very, very much for this cat talk. And I'm looking forward to the next one. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. That's all for today. On behalf of Christian Vettel and Kenneth Niemann, thank you for listening. And if you want to know more about Kunstkapskolen education and the possibilities within your school, don't hesitate and give either Kunstkapskolen Netherlands a call or contact the Kunstkapskolen community. They're all very happy to be of assistance. My name is Koos Wolches and till the next one. You have been listening to Cat Talk, brought to you from Stockholm by Kunskapskolen Education, working around the globe to personalize each student's education according to their individual needs and abilities using the Kunskapskolen Education program. If you don't want to miss any Cat Talk, go to www.kunskapskolen.com or visit the podcast platforms Spotify, Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts.